Oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we saw his dick this time, though. It was a stunt dick. Oh, boo. That was 100% not Nick Cage. Boo. Which which one? In uh, City of Angels. Oh, yeah. He Welcome takes, back he takes to... that very hot shower. Oh, oh you're talking oh, about the shower. Yeah. No, there was definitely a modesty sock. I told... I, I stopped it. You paused it. Zoop. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> How else are you going to find a replicant unless you're looking at their dick? That's true. true. Yeah. I always look for her, their like backs glowing after I have sex with them. Mm. Oh wait, no, that's a Cylon. Wait, don't you ask them like <laughs> turtle questions? Isn't that the trick? Yeah. Which Ninja Turtle is your favorite? Donatello. C- Cylon. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest welcome back to Cage Match colon a roundabout way of meeting Nicolas Cage, but I I, I didn't see a better a better way for us to do this. Uh, welcome back to our Nicolas Cage podcast. I am Sean, here with my co-host. I'm Nick. And our producer. Hi, I'm Peter. And we talk about Nicolas Cage films for reasons uh, that have not been explained to me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the concept of this podcast is that Nick and Sean are going to evaluate 64 Nicolas Cage movies. Head-to-head, bracket style, to determine the best, most cagey, most enjoyable Nick Cage film at the end of this entire process yeah 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 that'll be next year oh god yeah no it's a we're a ways off we'll yeah. see you in 2025 nick cage i will say the more we get into this and the more we keep finding interesting films we've never heard of that don't technically star nick cage i'm regretting not putting kick-ass on the list i know i do feel kind of bad in that regard like there are some pretty amazing auxiliary cage movies yeah. In our defense, we attempted to find films that, like, starred in Nick Cage and are finding through the course of history that his name has been retroactively added to things as a starring role. Yeah, that's definitely the case. I mean, I think with these two movies, you you could make a case that he kind of steals one of them and definitely is the main actor in the other one. Yes. I mean, he did get the and credit on... So Kiss of everybody this, alphabetically. Yeah. Right. And Nicholas Cage. Cage. Uh, so this week we... even his name defies order. <laughs> uh, that is actually something I want to talk about this week. Um, so his this, name? Him defying order. Nicholas. <laughs> That's a good name. A fine name. Strong. Upstanding. <laughs> yeah, law-abiding. Girthy. <laughs> a meaty dork of a name. Yeah, dude. You guys say I'm bad at segues. <laughs> This week we are talking about... Oh yeah, he couldn't even segue out of that. (laughs) What a loser. City of Angels, everyone's favorite movie uh, about God and angels. We're going to talk about God and angels this week. Uh, We already uh, bumped uh, Left Behind, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, These two should have been together. Because there's not... They will be in the end. There's not not a through line for these two films. Uh, So we're doing City of Angels and Kiss of Death, a movie I've honestly never heard of. Yeah, I don't think anyone actually heard of Kiss of Death, which is shocking given the amount of like good the star power. Talent it's got in there. a lot of people in it. All yeah. right, well, let's start there. Uh, Kiss of Death. What year did this come out? 95. 95. It was filmed in 94. All right. So, yeah. I'm going no notes on this. So, yeah. let's see what happens. What comes <laughs> Who up? was the director? A dude. Yeah, you got it. 
It was, I think he was Swedish. It was Barbe Schroeder. Yeah, he's like Schroeder. a Swedish American or something uh, like that. The set designer was named Mel Bourne. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. That's pretty good. I thought yeah. that was funny. Uh, Nick Cage is the and of this film, and Nick Cage, so he's not the star. This film stars David Caruso, and this was his like jumping off point to try and start a legit film career. Left NYPD Blue for this thing. He did. Run through the main people in this movie, because it's pretty fucking so, amazing. So, David Caruso, Nicolas Cage, Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stanley Tucci, we got The Return of the Tooch. And Hot Mean Tucci, too. Hot Mean Tucci. Uh, Michael Rappaport, creepy Michael Rappaport, young Michael Rappaport. I like saying Rappaport. Ving Rhames. Have you ever watched those videos Michael Rappaport does online, where he's like... Got that really ugly cat. Yes. And he's just like, Ma, come look! That cat's back! That wow. fucking cat! That's that's a good Rappaport. Um, Are you shocked that Nick does a good Rappaport? No, I shouldn't be at this point. Uh, Philip Baker Hall, Helen Hunt, and this is a throwaway role, but I just find it fascinating, and I want to talk about this with you guys. Hope Davis. So this was one of Hope Davis's first film roles. Hope Davis is my weird celebrity crush who's hope davis she was the she was a junior brown's girlfriend little junior brown's oh girlfriend. the one he bench presses yeah. yeah oh okay yeah i got it yeah and then she's the one who like uh the one who calls him a slur so, so uh distracts uh distracts the feds uh, uh to kidnap the baby or oh, yeah. the little girl uh what was yours peter okay so my my favorite one is kevin corrigan who is i didn't know the... you had a crush on kevin corrigan oh of course no, uh, I love Kevin Corrigan. I think his acting career is exactly what I would want from an acting career. It's like you're never really the main star, but you're in everything and you're always kind of a shitty slime ball. He's the guy that's selling him the infinity. No. <laughs> uh, and like that guy, it's like he, he's got like a cool, diverse background. But like if you need an Italian who's sleazy, Kevin Corrigan. If you need a Puerto Rican who's sleazy, Kevin Corrigan. If you need an Irishman who's sleazy, Kevin Corrigan. It fucking rules. That guy is perfect for being a shitty, sleazy dude. Nick, what weird celebrity crush do you have in this film? Michael Rappaport. Yeah. Rappaport. Just really got me there. So, yeah, Nick, what's this movie about? So, this movie is about uh, Caruso's dude who... Jimmy Kilmartin. Yeah, who is trying to go on the straight and narrow. He used to boost cars. And he gets pulled back into the scene by his cousin, played by Michael Rappaport. Ronnie Gannon. Uh, like a real piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's fucking terrible. It's what makes it so hot. <laughs> they get, like, pinched on a job trying to steal, like, four transport trucks of vehicles. I mean, it would have been fine if they'd staggered it, I'm why, sure. Why the fuck did they just, like, four of them in a row riding down? Well, because like, they were running late. <laughs> yeah. They were working for Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Okay. Fucking bad. Little. A-D. <laughs> little, little Junior Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do like that he son, teaches us what an acronym is. That is good. Son of Big Junior Brown. Yeah. Um, Credited Big Junior Brown. <laughs> who, wait, who played him again? That was a name. Philip uh, Phil Baker, Baker Hall. Hall. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I like him as an actor just in general. He played a good, shitty old man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he didn't he have to do much in this. In this he movie. just kind of looked around and sneered and stuff. So, but uh, he gets pinched, boosting, uh, you know, these transport trucks of cars. And 
gets uh what three years in jail finds out like uh what michael rapaport like tried to bang his wife and stuff while he was in jail and his wife died so like he thinks that rapaport like boned his wife and then she died because of it and so he puts into action this plan that gets uh rapaport killed by uh giving up information on himself and a couple other jobs and makes it all look like uh, Ronnie was a snitch. So little Junior, Junior, little Junior Brown uh, has him killed. And then... He does the murder. Yeah. Big Junior has him killed. Little Junior punches his face in. That's fair. Then when uh, David Caruso gets out of jail, the DA Tucci is like leaning on him and has him go undercover with a wire to find more information about little Junior Brown and this guy Omar, played by Bing Rames, that gets him mixed up in all sorts of crazy shenanigans. Eventually, he has to get his way out, and that, I guess, results in Nick Cage dying and like gunfights and stuff. I think there was a car jump too. <laughs> okay, well. Wait, did Cage die in this no, movie? No, he didn't. Half of that was fake. <laughs> did you watch this movie? I watched it twice. <laughs> it's fair. It's got a lot of nothing. Oh, I mean, it's got more than nothing. No, it's, I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed the film, but I like a caper. <laughs> um, no, I thought this movie was fun. I really enjoyed Nick Cage as a heel. Yeah. Like, we never seen a Cage as the bad guy. He had good antagonist first, energy in this. His first scene, there, uh, when Caruso shows up, the driver they got is drunk at the wheel. So Nick Cage just walks up, grabs the guy by his collar, and throws him from the cab of the truck into another truck. And it is a single shot. Yeah. They don't pull away. Nick Cage just yeeted a guy out of a truck cab into another truck. Nick Cage did a, like daily workouts like he was getting himself all jacked up for this and like what was it after this oh con air so like these two movies were like his biggest bulkiest shape. yeah yeah he looks big in this one yeah i, I think it's interesting because like, i mean he bench pressed a girl 40 he, times he yeah. did he got the record yeah you know he does play like he's a he's a villain he's the bad guy but he's also sort of like heart of gold he philosophizes. He philosophizes. He definitely like tried to look out for Helen Hunt when Rappaport was being a total piece of shit. So yeah, Rappaport uh, is Jimmy's cousin. Little Junior is going to kill Rappaport if Jimmy doesn't help him out on this one job. According to Ronnie. According to Ronnie. But he does it. Gets pinched by uh, Detective Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. who gets mm-hmm. shot in the face by the drunk guy. Yeah, but it's only a glancing blow. Yeah. But I'm like, that's Get a it glancing blow because it fucked up his eye. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, that works. Yeah, it was a little bit of a stretch, but um, it's fine. So once he's in jail, Ronnie Rappaport shows up and he goes to Helen Hunt, who plays Jimmy's wife. And just like, oh, uh, here's 150. It's all I can get for you. But you can come work for me if you want. Yeah. He's like, I'm paying you out of my own pocket yeah. and everything. And then we later find out that Big Junior's like, you're giving her the 400 a week, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. And then he's like, give her a car. And then he's all like, hey, girl, I want to get you a car. And yeah. he's a real slime ball. And then, yeah, little Junior's like, take her home. And he's like, okay. It's like, her home. <laughs> yeah. 
My father says, take her home now, fucko. <laughs> so good. That's okay. So that scene in the strip club has my favorite line, which I just want to get out now because I don't want to know else to steal it, which mm-hmm. is when uh, Ving Rains first shows up and Nick Cage goes, hey, what's the what? Yeah. That was actually also my favorite line. So I'm glad I said the fucko one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mine comes later so I can save it. But yeah, so Jimmy uh, serves some time. Rappaport continues to like ply Helen Hunt with booze and she wakes up in his skeezy apartment. Oh, yeah. And she's like a recovering alcoholic. She's in AA. I almost said AAA. That wouldn't have worked. (laughs) And she's like, she doesn't have her outside assistance for that. They should, though. It'd be nice. It would solve a lot of people's problems. No shit. But she doesn't drink. She sees Rappaport try and put a lead pipe through someone's head, and that freaks her out. So she starts drinking again immediately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a rolling rock of all things. Gross. Well, right, and that was also Kevin Corrigan. So ah, yeah. there we are. It all comes around. <laughs> and then she tries to get out of there, get out of his place, and she peels out in his car, almost hits another car, and then. Head-on collision with a semi-truck. Okay. Why was there a semi in a residential area? And how was it possibly going fast enough that it killed her? These are two movies where, sorry, spoiler alert for later, but two people die in the dumbest fucking semi-accidents. Yeah, protagonist wives. Although this is a bad time. So, And then Jimmy's let out of prison to go to the funeral. I mean, he's in cuffs and there's like guards there. I think one of my favorite notes that I have on here, and I don't even remember exactly what caused it but i just wrote no big shock cops are pieces of shit oh man yeah the cops fucking sucked so when he finds out that his wife never went home was at jimmy's place he drops the dime on a bunch of jobs he was involved with and mentions everyone but ronnie so when it gets back up the chain everyone thinks ronnie's a snitch hence why he gets his face punched in Mm mm-hmm uh, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, oh we were, going, we were talking about we were talking about shitty cops. So oh, his, yeah. his one deal for that was he gets to go visit his daughter. Sam Jackson shows up, blames Jimmy for getting shot in the head, even though Jimmy tried to stop the shooting and like got shot in the hand. And Sam uh, Jackson's like, take the cuffs off and then like proceeds to like beat him up a bit, rough him up. That's yeah. what it was. That was my note. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the cops were shit. Um, it's a pretty standard operating procedure. Yeah. But when he finally gets out of prison, they wire him up to go. They want to get uh, Omar. To connect him to Junior, mm-hmm. whose dad mm-hmm. died. I want to talk about the scene where oh, the yeah. dad died. Oh, man. That was so good. <laughs> Nick Cage frantically jumping up and down while crying and punching at a fake plant. Yeah. Just fucking getting his energy out, expressing himself. Junior. I mean, this is Nick Cage podcast. Let's just talk about Junior. This is the weirdest character. He's got so many things. You get one thing. You get one defining characteristic. This guy's got like four. Right. He's got a sweet goatee. Sweet goatee. Sweet goatee. Strong boy. Wears white all the time. Uh, Track suits. Um, When he's lifting, uh, when he's lifting, when he's doing the 40 bench presses of the lady, Mm -hmm. um, his tank top has cutouts on the side. Oh yeah. That's such a weird one. Yeah. It's like super tight and it's got little windows so you can look at his uh, lats. But he also has... Asthma. Asthma, and he yeah. hates the taste of metal. He no has, silverware for Nick Cage. Yeah, he, so he yeah, only plastic uses wear he only is plastic, which is apparently directly from the script. That wasn't like a weird choice he made. And he's a philosophizer. Nick, do you want to do a dramatic reading with me real quick? Oh, sure. All right. I have an acronym for myself. You know what it is? BAD. B-A-D. Balls, attitude, direction. You should give yourself an acronym, because it helps you visualize your goals. How about FAB? Fucked at birth. No good. 
too negative. Yeah, that was my favorite quote where he just says too negative because he like puts some real thought into it. Yeah. Like, is that going to work? Is that a good one? No, no good. Too negative. Did you guys notice that his inhaler was bedazzled with BAD? Uh, yeah, yeah you see fucking... that at the end. <laughs> uh, so... Nick Cage described his character as like a big, terrible baby. Yes. It's pretty, pretty spot on. <laughs> That's incredible. Like he's just got a very innocent kind of like nature about him, like mentally kind of yeah. naive and innocent. and But then just like throws tantrums and can't handle not getting his way about stuff like nick cage steals the show in this movie oh yeah definitely like, well i'm not gonna lie i thought caruso did great i think especially the scenes where he's like just talking to either little junior or the cops he plays exasperated and like no fucks to give so well in this movie like he's just like i don't fucking care we're just gonna do this job and i'm gonna go you can't do anything to me. It's like, yeah. No, he's good. Like, all the performances are good. There's not a bad performance in this film. I think the only one that didn't, like, do anything for me was Ving Rhames, because he was just sort of, like, a coked-out dude. Yeah. I mean, he was so background yeah. in it. Yeah. Oh, and the big twist is uh, Junior kills Ving Rhames in front of Jimmy, and it turns out that Omar was a fed. Yeah. And, like, all of his gangbangers were feds. And then, and then, you know, legalities yeah. and stuff like, get, the, hey, then it becomes a court, court the, drama. Yeah. The feds don't want to prosecute because they have to give up a bunch of secret information. So uh, they pretty much leave Jimmy Twist in the wind to drop him from witness protection. And he has to go get the solved himself. Oh, and Tucci sells him out because uh, he'll get a, ju- a federal judgeship for it. Yeah, I really like Slimy Tucci. I think that's probably my favorite version of him. Yeah, I think it came across real well. I liked it a lot. He played it well. It was a good character. Do uh, do I just like dirtbags? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Fuck. All right. I mean, you like us. Yeah, true. This is fair. And me. <laughs> <laughs> I like me. I got a real solid question. What is up with Caruso, uh, Jimmy, and Rose? It's Rose the babysitter? Yeah, Rose was the babysitter when he was still married to Helen Hunter, whatever. Yeah. She lived a upstairs from them or whatever with her parents she was the babysitter yeah yeah. and would babysit for him whenever they were at aa meetings then he goes to jail his wife gets killed in an accident and so rose continues to like help raise the baby even though the baby is now with the mother-in-law yeah and then when he gets out She's like, you've always got me. And then it's like, oh, fuck. And then they get married. Right It's like, away. wait a Immediately, minute. courthouse wedding. You married the babysitter that you only know from, like, raising your child. Yeah, I think... It seems yeah. strange. I, so this movie is an hour and 40 minutes, and I think that it was just a lack of time to develop that relationship. Mm. But at that point, I'm like, wh- why bother? I'm going to assume I know the answer to this, but did either of you guys watch the... 1940 whatever version of this movie no no i watched a couple clips did you watch anything uh not for this one Mm. so i did um, uh it's rated really well it's supposed to be a great movie yeah i did love that so he's in prison for three years and the only person whose appearance changes in that three years is rose like they change her hair and they you know 
get an older child. Yeah, I was going to say But Caruso they, has the they same aged haircut. Up the child pretty yeah. well. Caruso so has the same haircut. Like Nick Cage has the same goatee. Like no one else updated their look in 3 years. Once you hit a certain age in your life though, I think you've got your look on lockdown. Like <laughs> if I tried to do it, if I like started to live my life without sideburns, like even mild sideburns as they are, it'd be weird. I Nobody mean, would like me. <laughs> I just I'd, got I'd be that guy who thought he could go on living without sideburns and everybody would know when they look at me. They'd be like, uh. I mean, I've gone uh, through a fairly drastic, like, facial ap- hair appearance in the last year. I wish you'd keep trying. Mm. <laughs> oh, mean. If you would finally figure out your look, I could finally stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, this is. This I drink to forget. <laughs> your face makes me sad. <laughs> I love you too, Nick. What What did you guys think of uh, Cage's accent in this one? It wasn't a Boston like cop, and it wasn't Gumby. Yeah. So, well, I watched an interview with Nick Cage about this film, and he was talking about how the interviewer asked him, "Like, this isn't your normal weird character that you normally do." And he went on this whole thing about how Hollywood's memory is so short that the stu- uh, Fox didn't want him for this film because like, Nick Cage is a weird, funny man. He can't do. He can't do tough guy, and now I'm worried that I'll never be able to like do comedy again. You know, it's funny. We've seen him in, in tough guy roles several times now, and I never am really sold on him as a tough guy. This one kind of worked for me. Yeah. Uh, other than the fact that he also like hedged it with being sort of a sensitive tough guy. Yeah. But I mean, that's one of the things that really drew him to this character, from what I read. But I'm thinking of uh, his the beginning of Face Off, Caster Troy. The only other time we've seen him kind of be a bad guy, and it's more of a cult of personality and more of a sleazy look at me character rather than being fucking brick shit house. Sure. Uh, do you know what he filmed right before this? This was 1995. Yeah. It could happen to you. It could happen to you. Yeah. yeah. What a weird so transition. So he filmed like he filmed back to back in New York. It could happen to you was before this. That was a big uh, body change. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, no shit. He's pretty big in this. Yeah. And uh, and Harry. This came out the same year as he won his Oscar, because this came out the same year as Leaving Las Vegas. Any other uh, interesting facts? I don't have a ton on this one. So in the interview I watched with him about it, can we all agree Nick Cage doesn't give a great interview? It depends on how much Coke he can afford, because <laughs> he's given some really good ones. Okay, this wasn't one of those, but um, he was asked about famously playing weirdos and giving very over-the-top performances. And this quote stuck out to me, which is like about little Junior Brown and how much of that character he brought to the script. And he's like, it's true that I stuck to the script, but I do try to put a bit of absurd, almost comic slant on things. Even kind of peak his career, mid-90s, he knows what he's selling and oh, yeah. has leaned into it. This was a pretty straightforward movie and character for him. Yeah. It was definitely a memorable performance. I will never forget him bench pressing that girl. I'll never forget him like chucking a guy across a truck yard. And his best goatee yet. Oh, absolutely. Also, Sternum Bush. So you're tracking this. Uh, is this just, is mid-90s just peak chest hair? Absolutely. Cage? Okay. Yep. So his, his strip club is called... Baby Cakes. Baby Cakes. Yeah. Which really did not make me happy. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I loved the name. I loved the sign. I loved that the actual location 
was just like an abandoned like business lot next to a McDonald's. And it's abandoned to this day. Yeah, they put up this and shot the movie and nobody's done anything with it. Uh, the, the TV version of this uh, obviously has a bunch of fuzzing out and black bars of the strippers. But there's a scene where he's talking to Caruso and there's just a topless stripper behind them. And they've digitally put a dress on her. Did you of all the things? Why would you put somehow, a dress? <laughs> did you somehow watch this like on TV? No, it was just one of the fun facts I found online. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. This movie was hard to find. Basically impossible to find unless you want to buy a VHS. How much was the VHS, Nick? Uh, I haven't purchased it yet. Are you going to? Yeah. I we mean, need a complete collection. Yeah, I'm over halfway on all of these movies. So. And actually, we're almost halfway through the whole fucking shebang. Yeah. Well. The first round. First round shebang. You're all stuck with us for more shebang. Mm. shebang orang. I don't know what that means. Fuck. Move on. Yeah. City of Angels. <laughs> yeah, that's a movie. I see oh. that. That's how you fucking segue. <laughs> you're gonna. You're gonna. Yeah. Rip, take that, Sean. You're gonna rip on my segues. These movies have no connection whatsoever. Uh, actually, they're both based off of, or both remakes of movies. Uh, that's, uh, a, that's a loose connection. I don't know. It's a real connection. Nick Cage is outside of a strip club in both of them. That's fair. Uh, God damn it. No. I'm slipping. Um, City of Angels. Nick, uh, Nick Cage is a fucking angel. Nick Cage is... And a national treasure. End statement. <laughs> so, a movie about Nick Cage being a creepy stalker. Uh, okay. First, I want to say, I watched... 80% of the movie that this is a remake of. How was that? It is mid-80s Berlin and black and white. It is hard. <laughs> it's all subtitled. It's Soviet-era Berlin. And you think all the voiceover from like the people's thoughts was like annoying in the Nick Cage one? Watch it in German where you have to read it. The movie starts off with a mother freaking out because her daughter has a high fever and you just hear, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And you notice the woman's not saying any, like she's not moving her mouth. So there's no context yet. So there's just voiceover. And then Nick Cage is just sitting in a trench coat with a scarf and a mesh shirt in this child's bedroom. He had a mesh shirt on? Yeah, I don't think that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I was going to say, shot. I don't remember this. Like, did he just get out of Dirt Club? <laughs> <laughs> it's like very fine. It's a weird shirt. It's very textured. I think textured he wears the same clothes different. until he becomes human. Spoiler. And then he has the same clothes again. Mm. Until, like, he gets someone else's clothes. Until Nick Offerman gets him off that roof. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> All right, you guys did notice. <laughs> Wait, is Nick Offerman in this? Yeah, yeah man. He was the construction worker. Holy shit. All right. God. Oh, wait, this movie. Uh, we'll, we'll touch base on that because that's my favorite quote. This okay. movie. Is it yours? Uh, no. I don't okay. think I have a. I have, this one I have it wasn't quote. great for quotes. But no, this movie automatically wins so solely so I could watch it again to see Nick Offerman. Yeah, it's you like, can watch it again on your own time, motherfucker. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we were watching it and Josie was like, that was Nick Offerman. I was like, who? What are you talking about? She's like, the construction worker. And then I had to look it up. Yep. So, and it sure as shit was. Yeah. Nick Cage plays. Everyone's favorite angel, Seth. Seth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. You've got Cassiel. His, yeah, got his best friend played <laughs> by uh, Andrew Bauer is Cassiel. So I want to know, I was a terrible Catholic. I was kicked out of Sunday school as a child. So I didn't really pay attention or read anything. Anyone else who was maybe raised closer to the church, tell me who Seth is supposed to be? Oh, it's Setharian. I'm assuming that's bullshit. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> 
No, you can come to me for all of your religious-based commentary. I would come to you if we were talking about, like, angels described by the Bible where they're just, like, wings and eyes. Oh, okay. But, that, like... nice. Sathandrial. Isn't that what I just said? Was it? <laughs> yeah, you're late. God damn it. My brain is not working. I don't like this. <laughs> so he plays Sathandrial. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Sathandrial. Oh, yeah, say, it, okay. say it's sexy. Now you got it. <laughs> this movie just this movie starts off as a late '90s U2 music video. God, this movie starts off with the worst green screening since driving yes, like, since the Humanity Bureau. Awful. <laughs> yeah, Cassiel and Seth just sitting on a highway sign in yeah. LA, and it's these awful. are like direct ports of like shots from the uh from wings of desire i'm too. sure it is it's like that's a better name for this movie too yeah well not when you say it in german what's it in german Fuck off. I don't know. drop down in the comments and and tell nick yeah give me some garbledy gook that looks like german for wings of desire oh also i'm sorry i thought i knew where comments were but i don't think comments are a thing no. Um, so find us on Reddit. Yeah. And comment there. Yeah, there, we're, we're not going to tell you where to find we're us. We're Cage Match Pod on Fuck. Reddit. There's, there's been doxing us already. <laughs> there's comments on YouTube. People yeah. don't leave them, but they're there. Yeah, yeah. You, you can. I mean, the bots didn't do anything. So my question is: Just everyone just have an angel? Like, there are so many angels just just hang out for no reason. Uh, I don't think it's like specific angels for specific people. From my I mean, I know it's not big based on the movie. Based on the two movies that I mostly watch. So the angels hang out and they like meet people when they die and. Okay. Let, let's talk about this. Ask though, them interview questions. It, it's very confusing. So like he's a guide and that part makes sense to me, right? Like the little girl is going to die. Somebody else is going to die. He helps them get through that. The little whatever. girl gets to see her dead body. Right. Super creepy, but she seems chill about it. Yeah. But then there's the other scene where Cassiel and Seth are in the like bodega and they just like chill out a, a potential shooting. Like, are they there to be coolers? Like, I don't understand what the fuck the angels are there for. <laughs> they're not chilling it out. They're just like they're just peeping on people. They're just getting people's. Well, he does help him like no, yeah, he cool calms him down. And everything. But, like he touches and him like, and gets cool he and... touches him and then he's just hearing the guy's thoughts. But they're not actually. Oh, he's never had to touch them to hear their thoughts. Previously. I know, but he's yeah. not. Yeah, I think not... I think that they're doing something. Yeah, so, like, are they they're... there to de-escalate shit? But then, like, why aren't they doing more stuff? And then, fucking, fuck you, Seth. That's You're just going to re- go, like, get horny with a doctor That's instead like of doing your job? That's a dollar Christian question, too. Like, why aren't they doing more? <laughs> why aren't these angels doing more? No, the million us? dollar Christian question is, what's the deal, Seth? <laughs> Seth Andriel use his full fucking name <laughs> oh no we know his full name we'll talk about that later <laughs> the worst Kaiser Sose ever oh yeah I love <laughs> no that. we're gonna talk about it now and you're gonna edit it in later <laughs> no I'm not <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so Seth falls in love falls in love with a doctor which is again the rules of angels because they can't feel anything physical but they seem to have a full bevy of emotion and he finds out that he can become human if he falls this is going to be my weird tangent for this movie. So I saw this movie at the age of about, what year did this come out? 98. 13, 14, whenever this came out, I saw this. I was trying to impress a girl. She wanted to go see it. So we went and saw it. I was young and dumb. It's been 20 odd years since I've seen this film. Dennis Franz, bald old guy with mustache. I have just in my mind had Ron Jeremy as that character. Oh God. I <laughs> Living mean, they... in my head for 24 years. He is like um, the NYPD blue version of Ron Jeremy. 
I mean, he is. But, like, that has been the face of, I know you're not there, but I can feel you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever notice that Nick Cage and uh, Rafe Fiennes look really similar? No, but now that you mention it, I do want to point out the hardest working actor in this film, which is Nick Cage's hair plugs. Ray Fiennes. Is that Ray Fiennes? He's a... He was Voldemort and like Schindler's List and Red Dragon. And... He was Voldemort and Schindler's, Schindler's List? <laughs> yeah, in Schindler's List. It was a weird one. And also in Made in Manhattan. Weird. <laughs> that makes sense. I um, distinctly remember Schindler's List being credited in that movie. He's in, he's uh, he's the bad guy in In Bruges, which here's my favorite cinematic quote ever. Yelling uh, yelling at his wife, "You're a fucking inanimate object." <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> this is a weird episode. Nah, it's fine. These are weird movies. These are weird movies. And really, the less we talk about City of Angels, the better the so, episode is for it. Meg Ryan's a doctor who can't believe that someone would die on her watch because she did everything and Seth falls in love with her. But she's a cool doc. She rides a bike. Bike doc. Oh, so yeah, first, first, doctor. first bike scene, she is playing very uh, loosey-goosey and laissez-faire with like L.A. traffic, City of Angels. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, she later dies for being dumb on a bike. Yeah. Spoilers. This movie's not good. I don't care. It's not. It's bottom three Nicolas Cage movies for me so far. It takes 40 minutes to introduce the protagonist. They give them 30 minutes to for to will they, won't they. And then 10 minutes after they get together, they kill her, Meg Ryan off. And they've got that stupid relationship between Meg Ryan and that other doctor. Yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck? Sean, like, did you know who he is? He looked familiar. He's, he's Reginald, Schindler's List. <laughs> he's, he's Schindler's List. No, he's Reginald Hargreaves in the Umbrella Academy. Oh. That's why, oh, fuck. It's been 20 odd years. Huh. That's Some awesome. Some people don't age as well. Nick Cage, <laughs> on point. Actually, Schindler's List, less so. Kind of amazing, because, yeah, like, that dude looks old as fuck, and Cage looks like a guy in his... 50s a guy who can afford to keep it up yeah. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> he keeps it up oh fuck right back to that shower scene uh, okay let's talk about uh dennis Franz character nathaniel messenger okay not messinger it's a soft G. messenger yeah. yeah he's a big body surfer yeah turns out uh so he has to have like heart surgery and it turns out that he at one point was also an angel he's the one who teaches nick cage how to fall you make the decision then you Fall. Fall. Well, I don't think angels are super creative since they've never had like that inspiration. So in my head, he was just like super literal about it. He's like, I don't know. You got to fall from grace. So jump off. Something. You got to fall. They spend a lot of time on top of shit, too. Yeah. Like yeah. They're always up high, <laughs> which I find. OK, I like how they did justify that you have to make the decision to fall because i'm like what if you trip well you guys are i mean you guys are always walking in unison like not paying attention where you're going i would have loved to see some angels just walking up the side of a building they're everywhere feel like there was some shot that included them on the side of a building or at least angels in the background there were definitely lots of scenes where like it zooms out a little bit and there's just like an angel on a balcony or something all over the place so this but i don't know maybe i'm Maybe it was Spider-Man. I'm confused. Seth gets obsessed with Meg Ryan's character, Dr. Maggie Rice. Starts stalking her. Much lamer name. There's like a prolonged uh, bubble bath sequence where he's just in her room or in her bathroom. 
Jesus. Okay, so the song that's playing. Oh my god. The Paula Cole song. <laughs> like, holy fuck. You make me feel like the Amazon's running between my thighs. Incredible. It's talking about like flowers and like stamens and shit. And it's like, oh, this is like grossly sexy. <laughs> so he's he's Nick Cage is stalking. I'm Meg the weirdest Ryan. boner right now. <laughs> Literally. He right starts now. He's, he starts showing up and like making himself be seen by her and they go out a few times. He's he exposing learns, himself to her. He is. He's got that trench coat. It's great. She describes a pair to him. Uh-huh. Eventually she finds out that he doesn't have a history or isn't a person. She sees him like badly CG cut through his own hand and not bleed. Yeah. She tries to see. He does the magic thumb trick. Yeah. <laughs> like just blah, 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 blah. Just wanted to be known that Nick just tried to do a visual gag for an auditory uh, form of entertainment. Fuck you, I'll do it again. So she, in this scene, they go to a picnic with Nathaniel Messenger after he gets out of the hospital. And Nathaniel, knowing that Seth is an angel, makes up a bunch of backstory for Seth. So Dr. Maggie doesn't like cotton on. And then she grills Seth about it. She's like, I don't even know your last name. He's like, you don't need to know. It's like, what's your last name? And he just looks behind her and goes, Plate. <laughs> Seth Plate. Yeah, that is my favorite quote. <laughs> just Seth Plate. <laughs> like the worst Kaiser Sose ever. I do <laughs> like that it comes back, though, later when she's like, oh, I can't wait to become Mr. and Mrs. Plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. Like so, if she actually took that name for like the 30 minutes they were married. Well, they never get there. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. So they break up because he's a big old weirdo who can't bleed. And he's like, I'm different from you. And then she's like, I never want to see you again. So they stop seeing each other. And then she starts hanging out with uh, Messenger and being like, why would God allow us to meet if we couldn't be together? It's like, no one ever told you he was an angel. That makes no sense. But she taught him what a pair was. So I guess they have a deeper connection. Yeah. Describe it to me like Hemingway. Yeah. (laughs) Also, the Hemingway quote they use to describe food is the worst quote because Hemingway just says the name of the food five times. It's like, it tastes like oysters. The way that oysters taste. That oystery taste. <laughs> that was only three. Oyster I, slurp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. We definitely saw uh, Dennis Franz's balls. Oh, yeah. No, this is very, very similar to um, Sean Penn's balls. Sean Penn's balls. <laughs> okay, yeah. But Run better. Into the ocean Because it's Dennis Franz. Also... Of NYPD Blue. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's our other connection. NYPD Blue. Absolutely. So Seth has been studying humanity for eternity for like as long as humanity's existed. He can literally read Meg Ryan's mind and he has no clue how to interact with her. He and Andre Brower, when they're talking about him taking the fall, mm-hmm. and he's like, Can you even imagine to taste water? And then Andre Brower's like, to feed a dog? <laughs> <laughs> I love Andre Brower. There's so many things that, like, if you if you've never done it, please continue. Can you imagine to crack a sparkle, buddy? I can't. Whoa! To tell a lie. <laughs> so and Seth. So Seth tells. I would never. Seth tells Cassiel about the fall. Sethandriel. Sethandriel and <laughs> Cassilelogram. <laughs> Casserole is. I don't think you have to do anything to Cassiel. That's a pretty fucking <laughs> angel name. Cassiel's immediately just like. So you're going to do it? I want to see how this goes. Let's talk about the fall scene because that's Please, when the movie gets... that's me. where I was about to go. Yeah, because so uh, Nick Cage is on the top of a building being constructed and does a full with arms wide open. 
They probably had like, wait, was that the song that was playing? No, no, because the music on this was so fucking annoyingly. With arms wide open, doesn't come out. Didn't wouldn't come out for a few more years. Oh, okay. Well, there was some song about like, oh, in the arms of an angel or some yeah. shit like that. Yeah, that's a different one. So they were this one was just orchestral with like angelic choir. Okay, so here's my question, Nick. You might be able to answer this. Sarah so McLaughlin. He- God damn it. He got there. No. When he jumps, it starts cutting to like black and white footage of children playing. Is that the actual movie? The original movie? That's a good question. Because I was like, what the fuck is this it footage? It's super art house. It's like, really here's good. people going onto a train. Yeah. That, here's that a pregnant belly. sense. I'd have to see it again. The art style of Wings of Desire was very, 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 very German art house. Yeah. So... Unlike yeah. anything yeah. to do with this movie, which had very few interesting creative choices. You're not wrong that it, it doesn't have a lot of like interesting shit to say. I do think that it was filmed well. It was filmed well. The director of photography, John Seal, is like a pretty fucking good no. DP. I mean, like, it was not shot poorly. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. I just meant in terms of like this movie had nothing to say. Did you know one of his most recent movies was Mad Max Fury Road? I believe it. Yeah, that yeah. movie fucking rules. This movie was shot great. Uh, the scene with uh, Franz and Cage uh, overlooking the city from 31 stories up, they shot that. They built scaffolding out to this girder and then just sat the two of them out there with wires and had them like read their lines. And they're both afraid of heights. And they're both afraid of heights. Yeah, I would have shit myself doing but that. But that's also like the only time otherwise it that was all CG. That isn't CG, yeah. It was weird. So anyway, Nick Cage takes his tumble off this building and then apparently this is where we see Nick Offerman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because okay. so he wakes up bleeding for the first time and feeling for the first time um, on this like scaffolding, and people are just looking up at him, and they're like, a lot of them are just like sitting around having lunch, and I'm like, have they just been working around this maybe dead guy for hours? Yeah, tell us behind the scenes, Nick. How is it at a construction site? How long does a corpse go unnoticed? I'm not gonna lie. If you can get away with staring at something. For a while and not doing something, you probably are going to. Like, I've stared out windows and, like, I've watched bums fight. (laughs) And it's awesome. I watched a person chase a cowboy hat down, like, Pike Street one time. Like, it was just blowing in the wind and they couldn't catch it. And so I just watched. Have you ever felt like a cowboy hat blowing in the wind? I don't know this song. I think you're crushing it, though. (laughs) uh billboard top 100 here we come but okay so that that scene is my favorite quote from the entire thing because this is when cage gets to be a little cagey yeah this this, this is gets this un- is the interesting shift for him so yeah certainly. the last 20 minutes of this film is when it gets good because it becomes a nick cage film yeah him like just stomping mm. up and down street maybe it's that like was, 10 minutes of him doing fun stuff that but, was fucking weird but he wakes up and he's got blood on his hand and he goes is this blood this is blood. And then Nick Offerman goes, is it red? And he goes, red. Is it red? <laughs> Color. I do have a question here. They establish. God damn it, Nick. You're I good know. at this game. Yeah. Um, they establish early on that as angels, they can understand every language. So he meets this Chinese woman and he's asking her which direction she's going. And she's yelling at him in Chinese and he doesn't understand it. Like, how the fuck does he know English? If it's all just supposed to be that all language is understood by him and he could just be understood, how does he know English and not Chinese? Well, I think he's lost his divine blessing at this but point. But why English? They probably thought, 
boy, we can't afford to coach Nick Cage through speaking a different fucking language. Here he is speaking Latin now. We got to get a Latin coach for fucking Nick Cage. I just can't imagine him. And Julius Domine. That was really good. That was good. No, all I'm I don't sa- think that first one was a real word. I don't, it doesn't matter. Because I don't speak fucking Latin. I don't have divine blessing. You know what? I speak <laughs> English like people without divine blessing. So he's trying to like get to Tahoe because that's where she's at because she's going to get married. He's trying to hitchhike because he doesn't have exact chain for the bus. And this car pulls up and he's like, hey, and then immediately gets jumped and his shoe stolen. Oh, yeah, yeah, they like punch him in the face right away. Yeah. <laughs> I also yeah. thought that was Kevin Corrigan. Just saying. <laughs> it might have been. They didn't credit any of those guys, so it probably was Kevin Corrigan. I mean, if I jumped a dude on the street, I wouldn't want to get credited for it either. And then uh, number and, one way the cops find you. And then the movie goo- credits. credits. And then the Goo Goo Dolls play. He's outside. That's, I don't want the world to see me. That's the one. <laughs> oh God, I hate that song. And then uh, now that he's an idiot human, because apparently an eternity of memories gives him no context for human behavior he uh he's trying to get to tahoe big rig pulls up where are you going tahoe i'm going to reno i'm going to tahoe i'm going to reno i'm going to tahoe get in we'll figure it out when you get there there was a lot of patience in that one yeah uh, that's the second cool trucker we've had though because there was the uh, red rock west trucker that was pretty cool oh yeah he gets there he finds her they fall in love they fuck once. Here's my quote from this film. Describe it. I can't. What does it feel like? Warm. Aching. That's it. I never want to hear somebody like verbalize like what it feels like to bust in somebody again. <laughs> like somebody who's never experienced a moment of it. Like, what does it feel like? Like <laughs> two juicy water balloons covered in Light sand. And I can't get away. <laughs> I'm fucking trapped in. Ah, I'm done. And that's your that's your outro stuff. All right, I think we probably got this episode wrapped up. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no, Meg Ryan. I know I'm spent. Meg Ryan dies, and then uh, he's sad. She dies in the dumbest way. She's riding her bike. She has her eyes closed and her arms out, and she yeah. just loves life and God and well, angels and she's shit. She's going to be Mrs. Plate. <laughs> she will be Mrs. Plate. And she's listening to a dumb fucking song that's playing on the soundtrack. And then she runs into a logging truck. Yeah. yeah. That's it. What a dumb, dumb. He feels her die. And then he moves into her apartment. Yeah. This is a dumb movie. Yeah. Just uh, here's my final thought on this film. So she introduces him to a pair. He goes to the market as a human and he fills up his basket with pears. Crying. Crying. And there's that scene of him at the end where he just like he bites into a pear. And my only thought was... What if that's a bad pair? He would what if that's know. his first pair and it's awful? He wouldn't know. All he would know is that it's uh, sweet and like soft sand. Mm-hmm. But what if it wasn't? What if it wasn't unripe pear? Because pears, there's a wide range of what a pear can taste like. What if the thought was this, this was it? And he just regrets every decision he's made up to that point. <laughs> he just chucks it into the Hudson and that's it. <laughs> he would probably like it just for what it was. I'm sure, but I just... Not to rain on your joke. <laughs> Nick, do you have anything else on this one? It fucking sucks. I'm being cut out of my own <laughs> podcast, apparently. <laughs> no, I did not enjoy this movie. No. I mean, the way he delivers lines, like, just so vacant. I'm like, ugh. 
it hurt so bad listening. But what if we could just fall and be with the humans? I'm like, even that's too much emotion. No, it was bad. I watched an inter- again. I watched an interview for this film as well. Just him talking about how he wanted to portray this character who never felt anything, but had this true love for this human, and it's just it's bad. Yeah, I don't know. It's I can't tell if it's in a three way tie or what. Oh yeah, what are your three worst ones at this point? At this moment, oh, I just answered this. Um, well, the Schraders and then Left Behind. Oh, not for me. For me, it's Left Behind, This, and Bangkok Dangerous. We haven't gotten to Bangkok Dangerous yet. <laughs> I've seen it, and yeah, I know Nick it's knows. terrible. <laughs> it's only in here because you thought it was funny to veto me saying, don't put it in. Yeah, <laughs> It is funny. It's You're not going to feel that way when you've seen the movie. Yeah, patrons, you get to listen to episode zero at some point. You can hear our logic on how we got here. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember well. any of this. Question time. What was Nick Cage's next film? He was asked if uh, all his time up on that girder filming that scene with Franz was uh, was practice for Superman. Uh, he was actively being interviewed and questioned about Superman at this point. We all joke about it as if it was like, this would have been a weird thing that happened, forgetting that this was a big fucking deal when he was cast. This was prime Superman cage. Yeah, well, they were starting to work up like costume tests and everything for that too. Yeah, I didn't realize it was at that, that year, but mm-hmm. this was kind of like the height of his... Yeah. yeah, this really was the the peak, and then there's the big dip coming up, and then the resurgence. Yeah. So I do have one more quote uh, from the interview for uh, Kiss of Death. It was difficult for me because I was playing it uh, in a much more constrained way than my natural way or inclination to perform. <laughs> like, he's always been a weirdo, and he knows he's acting like a fucking weirdo. That's fair. That's I, fine. I can respect that. I can respect it, too. Like, my assumption was just, like all this weird energy, but he's always tried to be weird. And I respect it so much more. So at this point, guys, what wins the kiss of death, <laughs> the, Nick kiss Cage, of death. the Nick Cage movie or kiss of the death. movie starring David Caruso? Kiss well, of death. it's starring David Caruso, but he's like number three male billing. He did get the and. I mean, if you look at like screen time, it's Caruso, Jackson, Nicholas Cage. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, so is that the answer? Yeah, I mean, one of them, he pulls out a great performance. One of them, he doesn't. He pulls out his meaty dork. He did get his dork out. Yeah. Okay, we're going we're gonna to frame by frame this, and we're going to see a modesty sock. I don't know. I think that was a dong. <laughs> so a, a potential new segment, This Week in Cage, the Renfield the trailer. The Renfield trailer. Uh, yeah, Renfield trailer looks fucking awesome. I am so excited for this film. That's all I have to say about it right now. It's amazing. I forgot we were going to do this and I should have rewatched it. <laughs> but Aquafina, uh, uh, Holt, uh, Harold Holt? No. Kevin Nicholas. Nicholas Holt. Harold Holt was Captain uh, Holt. Cap- oh, there, there's your connection. Ah, uh, Andre Brower. <laughs> Andre Brower. Uh, no, just, I did not know what to expect of this film. I didn't realize it was going to be an action comedy. Oh, yeah. And Oh, uh, yeah. From all the photos and stuff of him like walking around top hatty and stuff like that. Is like, what is this going yeah. to be? It's an action film. Uh, yeah, it looks great. Nick, and... you take this. I can't. My, <laughs> I just words are not wording. Uh, I Am don't I know. Having a stroke? I, if you are, I wish you'd share. That's a masturbation joke. <laughs> Give me a handy, buddy. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> no, it looks fucking great. Nicholas Holt Renfield goes to a support group for people in 
bad relationships trying to get some support and from a group from a group and then it's like this guy <laughs> controls my life and I don't know i i honestly don't know what's going on with my brain today it's bad uh, i'm fucking enjoying you got it. the brains don't worry <laughs> i got a case of the brains guys so you gotta start drinking coffee before these yeah don't drink the sparkle buddies <laughs> well do both yeah Ooh, I, put them together we talked about switching to four loco actually i suggested Ooh. it and sean said no like the classic four loco can you still get it no but uh, you can get what they've got. have i told you about my four loco experience please do now <laughs> so back when i was working in a bar i was working in the kitchen and it was at the time when four loco got you know put down and our rep from the alcohol distributor came through and he was just like, oh, here's this and that. Here's all your stuff. And uh, do you guys want like some four loco? Because I can't sell them anymore. We were like me and the kitchen manager were just standing there. We're like, fuck, yeah. So he brings us like four flats of four loco. So you drank them over a camping weekend, right? No, we proceeded to throw a house party that night. And like the kitchen manager's doing trust falls off of his roof because he's so jacked up on these things. It was just awesome. I'm pretty sure there was people like punching each other in the (laughs) face just to see if they could feel. A new Patreon tier. If we can get over $200 a month, we'll do a bunch of four loco and record a podcast. (laughs) That's fair. I I think that's a reasonable thing. So nothing else on either of these movies. I enjoy a romp. I enjoy a caper. And I got that from Kiss of Death, even though it was kind of like a, it felt more like a made for TV movie or oh, an extent, that's a perfect way to describe an extended that. episode of like NYPD Blue. I was real disappointed in David Caruso when he said that boosting a car in 90 seconds was a good thing. 60 Gone seconds. In 60 seconds. That's, like, right. that's all we need. Oh, Come wait. On. I have one more thing to say about a uh, Kiss of Death. So Omar apparently has a phobia of the color red. It's his bad luck color. Uh, that's actually my favorite Caruso response was when little Junior is like, what about you? You got a problem with the color red? And Caruso's just like walking away. He's like, what do I look like? A fucking interior designer? I don't give a shit what color it is. It's like, awesome. Yeah, that, that is the good. fucking best response. Yeah. Like, who fucking cares? It's a fucking car. Next time we've got in the fucking weird zone, Vampire's Kiss and Between Worlds. We will have guests for that episode and the one following and then back to just the three of us for a little bit. Is this the uh, episode where we learn about the alphabet? Yes. Yes. Nice. So we've learned acronyms and now we'll learn the alphabet. Yep. We got it. Beautiful. Uh, but yeah, you know, thank you for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. If oh, you're... we forgot. If anybody's interested in watching these movies, oh, right. you'll have to come to my house. Yes. <laughs> if you want to pay for the premium tier, you can watch it at Nick's house. <laughs> no, um, you can stand outside the windows. While Nick watches you. <laughs> watching the, the film. Yeah. But you can support us on Patreon if you are so inclined. Uh, that's at patreon.com slash cagematch. And as always, thank you to our Sparkle Buddies, Josh, Sean, Josie, Rico, and Matt. And our sole inner cage sponsor, Ira. And special thanks to our newest Sparkle Buddy, Adam, former guest and uh, fan of the show. Thank you. We can safely lay all of the blame of this show at your feet. Thank you all. Fuck you for doing this to us. Love you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye bye.
Well, until lawyers get involved and they, we get the cease and desist. Come at me, fucking Coppola. Coppola. <laughs> really? Yeah, fuck him. You, you you want that? You want that to be the hill we die on? You know what we'll say to him? Bye bye. <laughs> yeah. We'll come back to trucker trucker Tahoe. Oh yeah, fucking ass. Well, I'm going. Cash. I'm going to Reno. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're going downtown, big guy. That's the sound. Keep it in. (laughs) He leaves her Hemingway book. When she goes to the library to figure out who... Did you just, like, mute me? Okay. (laughs) Peter just turned a knob, and I'm like, uh, you dick.